Hello everyone, welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host Augustine and today we're getting into season 3 episode 10, the season finale. Before we get into the episode analysis, I just have to say congratulations to friend of the pod, TJ, who was on a previous episode talking about Tony's rehabilitation and delirium in that fun episode, and as a wonderful guest, I'm super excited to have him back on for season four at some point. We're figuring it out. And he told me that he recently got married, so I'm super, super happy for you. Congrats, TJ, and whomever you are married to. I hope that everything goes great and you have a lovely honeymoon or whatever. I don't really know how marriage works, but that's really exciting. So just had to put that in there. Also, I have been trying to date and... Yeah, it's been really rough. So instead, we're getting into skins so that I can escape from the hell that is dating apps in the year of 2021 and feeling the suffocating loneliness crushing in on me every day. So this episode (laughs) opens with a rave type of bar party skin style just dancing and we see where cook and effie are because we didn't see them at all in the last episode ever since effie and katie had that incident um we haven't seen what happened since cook and effie were seen driving away in a stolen car and here they are at this club dancing they're obviously really fucked up they get tossed into the alley and they're just laying in the trash and bleeding and laughing and making out so it's very cook and effie vibes right off the bat there's a scene where cook is carrying effie down the street and he's just yelling into the night and personally i was thinking that this reminded me so much of the stoneham parents because effie is so much like anthea And especially later in the episode when Anthea's talking to JJ, we really see how much they have in common. I always have felt like Effie and Anthea are really similar. And then Cook is so obnoxious and loud, but kind of funny. And I can see how someone like Cook would end up to be sort of a Mr. Stoneham figure. And so that was just a parallel that I noticed. Let me know what you guys think about that. They eventually pass out outside somewhere and wake up in the morning and they're just overlooking this lake and Effie is just kind of like, where are we? What are we doing? We can't just stay on the run going from town to town forever. Cook is very stressed looking. He's very stressed this entire episode. It's a stressful situation. But Cook says, well, we're here. And Effie says, why? Why this town? And he says, this is where my dad lives. We have not met anyone in Cook's family up to this point, so I think it's interesting that they decided to wait until the season finale to introduce us to Cook's dad, because clearly a lot of his behavior comes from having no family around to guide him, and clearly really poor role models, as we'll see. I also noticed in this scene that they just look like such kids when they're contrasted against being in this bleak English town where most of the people are sort of crusty old 
fishermen or whatever and they just look like kids totally out of place whereas when they're in Bristol and they're in college and they're with their friends they blend in more but I think they really feel how out of place they are here at this point and especially Effie realizes she doesn't want to be here in this episode so anyway Cook goes to find his dad and they're on this boat so clearly his dad is not the most traditional guy and his dad right away takes him out to the bar and it's the typical rundown pub it's so much like cook's uncle's bar in uh bristol just really rundown smoky and i guess i should retract what i said about us not meeting cook's family because we've met his uncle but i feel like that doesn't really count because that guy is just a drug dealer basically like that's not really family So technically we have, but this is the first time we're meeting Cook's dad, and he's a lot like Cook and the uncle, definitely a bar kind of guy, and he's really rude and obnoxious right away, like Cook and the dad's name is Cook Sr. are two fucking peas in a pod, and it makes you feel bad for Cook because he clearly was just raised horribly, basically not raised at all, and if you were raised by this guy, you would end up probably terrible too there's an interesting part of the conversation where it's effie and cook and cook senior in the bar and cook senior has this huge tab that he owes to the bartender he's bitching about oh this guy just cares about getting money and there's more to life than money and effie says like what and it makes me think of season seven not okay spoiler alert skip the next 10 seconds if you don't want a spoiler but when effie ends up doesn't she end up working for the bank and getting involved in financial stuff. So I thought that was a little bit of a premonition to Effie ending up in finance and really like high power positions where she's definitely always looking at getting ahead. And that is reading a lot into this one little sentence, but I thought that was interesting. Back home in Bristol, Freddie and JJ are organizing this lost and found type of storage locker thing it seems to be just a job that they have and freddie's just smoking weed sort of spacing out and jj gets really pissed off and is like you need to fix the situation that's going on because jj is just at the end of his rope with everybody and he storms out on freddie jj is a badass this whole episode and we're gonna just give jj all of the points for being a badass So he goes to the park, and Anthea walks by and joins him on the bench, and there's this really touching scene where she's talking about Effie and how Effie hides things, and she's so good at concealing everything. And Effie does really keep things close to the chest, but Anthea says that she knows it's because Effie has so much love in her heart that it would just scare the shit out of her to show anyone. And I think this really puts Cassie as sort of the antithesis of Effie, where Cassie is so explosive with her love. It just spills out everywhere, and her feelings are all over the place, and she's really not good at keeping things close to the chest, where Effie holds everything in so tight and really rarely lets any piece of the mask sort of slip, I guess you could say. It's interesting to see 
Anthea's thoughts on Effie and how she's even just really resigned to the fact that Effie is gone. You would think that she would be begging JJ to help look for Effie and sort of panicking, but she's just sort of given in to the fact that Effie's going to do what she wants and nobody can tell Effie what to do. So we leave them there on the bench having this sort of tender heart-wrenching scene and then we flash back to the bar where cook's dad is eating a jar of what appears to be mustard just like a giant gallon jug which made me think of this summer seeing people doing mayo shots in bars and yeah you don't have to drink condiments um but he is just eating spoonfuls and spoonfuls of mustard for what turns out to be just a half pint of beer, which is pretty sad and pathetic. Really not making Cook Senior look like a cool guy. And clearly in his head, he's like, I'm a fucking legend. Like, I do all this crazy shit, which is exactly how Cook is. But then you just see he's just this sad loser with no money, no love in his heart. He's really bitter and mean and guarded against everybody. And it's really just gross and sad so Effie's kind of just done with all this shit at this point she's assessed the situation and she goes out and also Bristol's best for this episode is just Effie in her braids and her smeared eyeliner and her biker jacket and fishnets because it's such a look I always say this it's so tumblr but it's true it was so good so Effie wins the Bristol's best there's not much competition in this episode for Bristol's best so She wins that one, but she goes up to these bikers and they're talking about this race that they do, the steeplechase, which I had never heard of. I think I've heard of like steeplechase before, but I didn't really know what it was. And they do the like, no, we don't drink, we don't smoke, we're straight edge. And they do the straight edge thing. And it's just really funny because uh, not a lot of straight edge characters and skins. And honestly, When I was a teenager, I loved going to the straight edge hardcore shows and like moshing with all the straight edge guys. (laughs) Like they were so much like these guys. So it was kind of funny. I think they did a pretty accurate portrayal. Actually, this is making me think of a kind of funny personal story. I went to see the Acacia Strain (laughs) uh, at a show and these two guys got in a fight over me in the parking lot and one guy tried to run the other guy over in his car to like fight over who was gonna hang out with me that night and then I called my mom crying in my friend's car and asked her to pick me up because the guys were being so crazy but yeah shout out to the old Acacia Strain shows and a simpler time truly so Effie wants to get the fuck out of Dodge at this point. She's over it. This town sucks. Coca's dad sucks. And she's not having fun. It also looks really cold there and just really uncomfortable. She probably wants, like, a nice shower and a nice meal, I would guess, because they literally haven't eaten or drank water or done anything but chain smoke and drink beer and take drugs in who knows how long. Cook doesn't want to leave because he's obviously invested in his dad now and he feels like his dad's giving him a chance and that they might bond so there's this conflict of Effie wanting to leave and knowing that Cook Sr. is bad and Cook wanting to stay 
So Cook insists that they go to some other little pub in the town, and it just looks like the least fun night out ever. It reminds me of season one, where there's like the big gay night out, and it's just a couple people sort of bopping around to medium-level awkward music. Not the big party of the century by any means. And this is when Cook Sr. starts being really fucking creepy about Effie, and he's talking to Cook and saying, oh, like, you gotta be careful with that girl, because she'll fuck anybody, and I bet she'd let me fuck her, and that kind of just really gross stuff, and this is pervasive through the episode, and Cook is, like, pissed at his dad for saying that, but it... He just kind of lets it slide, and then some guy starts dancing on Effie, and Cook just takes out all of his anger on the guy and gets in a fight, gets his ass beat by the looks of it. It looks like it's one of the straight-edge guys, but I couldn't super tell because it's like a little bit dark in the scene. It might be Donnie. Donnie's the bartender's son. I couldn't tell if it was Donnie or someone else, so I don't know. You guys will have to like let me know. But Cook gets in a fight over Effie. Cook Sr. is just being so gross. And then they're sitting outside later. Effie and Cook Sr. are sitting out on this wall, just, like, smoking. And <sighs> Cook Sr. is like, oh, would you let me in your pants? It's just so disgusting. He's so vile. And Effie's just kind of staring at him and obviously rejecting him. And there's this famous quote where he says, you're too pretty for your own good. That's why you destroy everything you touch. And you've probably heard that quote a million times or seen it everywhere because it's really a famous one. I just feel bad for Effie. She's just such a lost soul at this point. And yes, she's obviously responsible for a lot of what's going on, but they are kids and... The onus is definitely on Cook Sr. to not be a creepy piece of shit in this scene. Back in Bristol, Freddy is smoking a joint and jerking off to porn, and there's just this really uncomfortable scene where we watch him jerking it in his little plaid boxers. Guys with plaid boxers are the finest. Sorry, but it's true. Not talking about Freddy specifically, but that's just what I thought. And, of course, Karen and JJ walk in on him jerking off because, of course, they do. And Freddy's just embarrassed. And JJ says that they have to go find Effie and Cook and that Freddy's got to fix this situation. Freddy's sort of arguing back and they're going back and forth about what to do when suddenly Effie calls from a payphone and says, hey, this is where we are. You need to come help. You need to come fix this. So that answers that question. No more debate. So JJ and Freddie set off into the day to find Cook and Effie and rescue them from this horrible situation. Meanwhile, Cook's dad is telling Cook to ignore the fact that Effie's just wandered off and yeah, she was at the payphone and she's just kind of on her own in this town and Cook is like, oh, I want to go find her and Cook Sr. says, no, she's just fucking some girl, so whatever, she'll be around, it's fine. Great life lessons, what a wonderful parent. And instead, Cook Sr. tells Cook to set off on this plan with him. He has this grand master plan. I'm sure it's genius 
right? It's obviously going to be a great idea. So we go to the bar, and Donnie, the straight-edge kid who is the bartender's son, is entering this race, as we know from the scene with Effie. And so Cook Sr. bets that if Cook can win the race, the bartender has to drop his debt. And the bartender says, sure, but if my son wins the race, then I get your boat and you have to fuck off out of town. Pretty heavy stakes. Also, the money equivalent of a 300-pound bar tab to literally being run out of town and a boat is not equal. <laughs> Those are two very different monetary values. <laughs> JJ and Freddie have made it to the town and they're just waiting around. They seem to have figured out where to wait and the race is being set up so they're just waiting for Cook and Effie to show up there. Cook does show up and he is a hot ass mess. He's covered in bruises and blood and dirt and his shirt is disgusting and he's a complete train wreck and he tells JJ and Freddie to fuck off. Obviously he's partially embarrassed because just look at the state that they're in and it's awful and he's just really mad at them too because he feels like it's Freddie's fault that this is happening. Because it kind of, like Freddie was sort of the reason that Katie and Effie got into the fight in the first place. If he didn't hook up with Effie, then they wouldn't have had the fight, but whatever. So I understand why Cook is pissed at Freddy. So he tells him to fuck off, and Cook tells Freddy to enter the race, and whoever wins gets to keep Effie. And Freddy agrees because he's just so resigned at this point, I think, that he'll just sort of go along with it. Like, if there's no other way to settle this issue, then sure, we'll have a race and jj also enters the race which is very cute jj is such a fucking winner i love him and effie shows up to the race and is just watching there's the iconic scene where she sucks on her fingers looking at cook senior and he's giving her the eyes and then she flips him off and that's such a power move i think we all have copied that move at some point or thought about doing it anyway and this steeplechase is where these elderly citizens jump on the contestants' backs and they have to race to the finish line with an elderly person on their back. And so the race begins. Freddie loses at some point. JJ starts walking. Cook and Donnie are neck and neck. And then in a last-minute victory, JJ pulls ahead and he wins. <laughs> championship <laughs> and JJ just is like fuck you guys he's celebrating and Cook starts to go up to JJ and start shit with him in the middle of the bar when everyone's surrounding JJ and celebrating and JJ's is having a nice moment and of course Cook has to be like fuck you blah 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 so JJ pulls another iconic move where he does something he calls the wushu finger hold and he grabs Freddy's finger and Cook's finger, and he bosses up, and he says, if I squeeze your finger right, your eyes are going to pop out, <laughs> and they start laughing. But he's like, seriously, let's not do this in front of everybody. So he takes everybody into a back room, including Effie, and he makes them sort it the fuck out. We're finally, after an entire season of this love triangle, we're going to get some fucking closure for a minute, and... 
Also, JJ says, not you, loser, to Donnie, which I just was like, go, JJ. He's making power moves here. And he makes Effie choose. Who does she want to be with, Cook or Freddie? Because this whole thing is ruining the friend group. JJ's life sucks now because of this love triangle that he's not even really part of. And she picks Freddie. <sighs> wow. She picks Freddie. And Freddie kind of yells at her for a minute and says, This is all your fault for that stupid list, like making it into a competition. I don't think she knew this would be the outcome when doing that because she didn't know them the first day of school. And I'm sure for Effie, it was just a fun game. But it does make me think, like, you have to be careful when you're playing games with people. And I can kind of get behind just thinking, oh, it's fun and everyone's just doing what they want. But people really have strong hearts and emotions and you can't really play with people's emotions like that. It's a tough lesson to learn because you want to just think, oh, nothing I do is going to have any consequence. But if nothing else, this show is about consequences and teaching us that everything leads to something else eventually. So obviously Cook is depressed about not being chosen. Duh. He's just drinking and walking around by himself. Freddie and Effie are super horny for each other because she picked him and they love each other and so they're just hooking up and JJ's trying to get out of town. I'm sure he's just happy that there's some resolution somewhat. Cook says things are really not settled with Cook Sr. though and Cook wants to stay behind in this town. I think he feels at this point like, well, if I don't have my friends and I don't have my girlfriend, at least I have my dad. But then his dad is the ultimate disappointment. And Effie said that earlier in the episode. I didn't point it out, but she said to Cook Sr., well, he said, you're breaking his heart. And she said, you've broken his heart every day of his life, which is so true. And once again, Cook Sr. disappoints his son and kicks him off the boat and is like insane and pulling a firecracker out and saying, I'll melt your fucking face off if you don't let me go. Like, he's fucking nuts. He's a terrible person. Just a terrible, terrible dude with no love in his heart. And he says, I never wanted you in the first place. And Cook is just sobbing and it's so fucking heartbreaking. It's so hard to watch. Cook just sobbing like a little boy. Oh, I feel so bad. And his dad is such a piece of shit. And then Freddy shows up and conks Cook Sr. over the head. I don't know with what. It was really fast. But he knocks him the fuck out. And Cook Sr. passes out. And then Freddy just takes this time to talk with Cook and say, Hey, you need to accept what's going on. And it's kind of asking Cook to accept that... Effie wants Freddy so that Freddy can be Cook's friend because Freddy does want to be Cook's friend and this love triangle is ruining their solid lifelong friendship so it's like at the end of the day he's gotta have to just accept it like he's gotta do it because Freddy and JJ are the people that are there for him and they are his family basically so they steal the boat with Cook Sr. unconscious on it it gets a little concerning. I'm like, is he dead? No? Okay. And then he eventually comes to and is just 
so obnoxious and he's saying the same things that cook said in the first couple episodes and just the way that cook talks we really see that it's from his dad because his dad is yelling at the straight edge kids as the boat is like zooming away he's like, i'm cook you shithead i'm cook i'm fucking cook and cook says nah i'm cook and he pushes his dad overboard and this really brings the friend group together just to see them uniting against this cause which is protecting cook like cook doesn't deserve to be treated this way by his dad and he really is just a victim of his circumstances in a lot of ways so you really feel for him and it's really fun to see them unite against him so they're just sailing away on this boat we don't see what happens with cook senior presumably he's fine and just swims to shore and they're all just like able to sort of realize that they're gonna be friends again the whole group is not gonna break up and it ends with freddie saying so what do we do now and that's the season finale oh my god season four is so intense so i'm gonna take like i said in the last episode at least one week off but maybe even two just to take a little breather collect my thoughts because we're getting so far into the show and I don't want it to end yet. So this was such a good season finale. It's not quite as emotional, I would say, as the Wild World season one finale. It's a good one. It really leaves you on a cliffhanger wanting more. So I'm sorry to torment you guys by <laughs> waiting a couple weeks to get into season four. We'll see how long I can actually hold out before I just want to jump back into it. Anyway... I really appreciate you all for listening. Thank you so much. This community means so much to me. You guys are awesome. And really, this brings so much joy into my life. I have so much fun doing this podcast. And all the guests and all the listeners are so wonderful. So thank you, guys. Have a nice September. I will be posting on social media at oh wow, the podcast on Instagram and on Reddit and YouTube, and I'll just keep you guys updated with when we'll be back. So have a good rest of your weekend, and yeah, thanks, bye!